Hello, friend. Welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode, I want to talk about six self-care practices that you can incorporate into your life without the spa price tag. Now, first of all, what exactly is self-care? Self-care means to nurture all aspects of your own well-being. So this includes the spiritual aspect, physical aspect, where I feel like we tend to really focus our self-care. There's the intellectual aspect of it, relational and emotional as well. The way I see it, caring for yourself is caring for others. Because when you're filling yourself up, when you're filling your cup, when you practice self-care with mindfulness and consistency, you're able to show up for others. You're able to show up for your family, for your spouse, for your kids, for your coworkers. You're able to show up with a cup that is overflowing. You're now able to give. We can't give from an empty cup. That's the way I see self-care. And so I really wanted to talk about the six ways you can practice self-care because I think, like I said, we tend to focus on the physical aspect. So bubble baths, massages, um, getting your pedicures, which those are all amazing, okay? I love myself some pedicures (laughs) and I love getting a massage as well. Those are all great. And I think that sometimes it can definitely, you know, be pricey. Self-care can be pricey. Getting a facial, I'm like, oh my God, $150 for a hydrofacial <laughs> is insane how expensive it is. And, you know, so I do treat myself to that every once in a while. But I wanted to really focus on the things that don't cost money and are really going to have amazing benefits for different aspects of your life. So the first one is feeding your mind with positivity. What are you listening to? What are you reading? What are you taking in on a daily? If you're constantly surrounded by negative news or or people who always have something negative to say, then it's time to distance yourself from them. Or it's time to clean out your or detox your social media. You might have to unfollow some people and that's okay. It's not, it's not about you disliking them or anything, but if it's not bringing you good feelings, good vibes, if it's making you feel bad about yourself, then maybe we need to reevaluate that. I know I had to do this with my Instagram and I had to do this with certain family members who I feel like always found a way to be negative and hypercritical of other people. And I just felt like it began to really affect my mental health. And I realized that spending time away from them and giving giving myself space really helped relieve a lot of my anxiety. And so that actually leads me to the second thing. So before I go into the second self-care, feed your mind with positivity. Listen to good things. Listen to uplifting messages. Make sure you're, you're, if you're going to be on social media, make sure you're following people who are inspirational, who make you want to go out and do good things, that make you feel good about yourself. 
The second thing, second self-care act is setting clear boundaries and sticking to them. I had to do some work on this one and it's still something that I'm working on actually. (laughs) It's tough, but it's a a work in progress. I promise you that. I, I try my best to really set clear boundaries and being able to stick with them. And there are different kinds of boundaries. There are, there are physical boundaries. There are sexual boundaries, right? So saying no to any sexual activity that you're not comfortable with, setting limits on different activities that you're willing to engage in, and communicating with your partner. Those can fall under sexual boundaries or if maybe, you know, unwanted comments from someone at work, right? Setting that boundary there. So that's an example. And we have material boundaries, we have emotional boundaries, and some examples of the emotional can be not allowing someone to manipulate your emotions through guilt or fear. So being able to notice that when someone is doing that to you. This can also include refusing to take part in conversations or or interactions that make you feel uncomfortable or upset you, right? Another big thing is setting limits on how much emotional labor you're willing to do for others. How much are you willing to, to, I guess, like receive? Because it can be, it can be, that can be a lot. And I've had that experience as well from a, from a friend. And I think I mentioned this in a previous podcast episode. I had to set that boundary. I felt like it, it was too much and I, I, it was out of my hands to help her. And I felt like she, you know, I suggested like, have you seen a therapist for this? I think they're more equipped and trained to, to help you. I feel like, you know, I had to really set that boundary. Now, some examples of material boundaries are, you know, only giving money or gifts when when it's within your budget. And if you feel comfortable doing so or setting limits on how much time, money, or energy you're willing to invest in certain activities or relationships. And this can actually go together with time boundaries, which was the last one I was going to mention. Setting time boundaries. I'm the type that, especially now that I have a lot going on and I'm wanting to balance growing my podcast, working on this and learning so much more and doing my own personal development, working as well, right? I'm still working full time and I'm still wanting to see my friends. I'm still wanting to have those connections and those relationships. I have to set time boundaries as well because I'm, I am a full believer of not planning every, like I need to give myself cushion, throughout the days, throughout the weeks, cushion for myself, alone time. I don't like being fully booked. And so although it might seem like I have free time, right, if you were to look at my calendar, it's really time for myself. I don't want to overbook myself, like I said. And if I'm going to hang out with someone, I usually give myself a certain time frame. Like I'll go hang out for a couple hours and then that's it. Like I, I need to go out and continue on with my day, whatever it is that I need to do, right? Even if that's spending time alone with myself. So don't be afraid to set those boundaries for yourself. 
All right, the third self-care act is taking action towards your future self despite your past. Insert self-compassion here. <laughs> Sometimes our past can hold us back and prevent us from taking the next step in our journey. Give yourself permission. I will give you a permission slip, okay? <laughs> give yourself permission. Let go of the mistakes you've made in the past. We've all made mistakes. I've made mistakes. And I think for such a long time, that was holding me back from doing things that I really wanted to go after in life. And I think even when I was working with a coach at the beginning of the year, I told her like, I think that what's one of the things that's holding me back is the mistakes that I've made in the past and the shame that comes with that or the guilt that comes with that. And I think that if we hold on to those beliefs or those, those mistakes, then it's preventing us from reaching our full potential, from going out and creating the lives that we want for ourselves. It's easy to get caught up in that negative self-talk and beat ourselves up over these past mistakes, but it really only hinders our growth and prevents us from moving forward. Our mistakes don't define us. That's the way I like to see it. it, it they do not define us. So instead, practice self-compassion and practice the the act of forgiveness, forgiving yourself for the mistakes you've made. And it's going to take some time. It is. At least it, it did for me. It took some time to be able to let go of those mistakes and being able to fully forgive myself. Use those experiences. Use them as learning opportunities and let them guide you towards becoming a better version of yourself. Okay, so the fourth one is grabbing a self-help book. And, but don't stop there. Don't just grab it and let it collect dust, okay? Knowledge is power, but it's useless if you don't put it into action. So if you get a book on how to love yourself again, choose a few pieces of advice that really resonate with you and put them into action. Things won't change if we stay stagnant, right? Remember, growth takes time. Self-transformation takes time and it requires you to show up for yourself. So especially in the days where you have no support, the days where you feel misunderstood and the days where you feel like everything is going against you, that's where true transformation takes place. And that's where you build character. So grab a self-help book, work on that, right? Work on improving whatever different area in your life you're wanting to improve on, whether that's in relationships, in your health and fitness, in your career, in your finances, grab a book. And you know, some of my favorites that, that I feel like they really helped me in this self-development journey. The first one was, I think her name, Jen Sincero, you're, you are a badass. She was the first, one of the first books. Her book was one of the first books that I read and really got me into self-development. I'm like, oh my gosh, I am a badass. <laughs> so it, it was an amazing book, highly recommended. 
The another book that I really recommend is uh, Atomic Habits by James Clear. So if you want to learn how to build habits and really create an identity, like what identity are you wanting to take on and, you know, learn about that, his book is amazing. Another one um, is Untamed by Glenn, Glennon Doyle, I believe. And that one was really nice as well. It's just it's it's been a while since I've read it but I just remember being like oh, I love this book and I think it was more so like getting out of that cage like that cage that people put you in and just going out and doing what you want in life and being your most authentic self so some recommendation recommendations there but you know feel free to google like best self-help books of 2023 or 2022 and see which one catches your eye all right, the, the fifth one is practice mindfulness. Oh, I said six, but girl, sorry, we, we only got five today. <laughs> so the fifth and last one, practice mindfulness. Mindfulness is the practice of being present and fully engaged in the moment without any judgment. And it really helps to reduce stress, improve focus, and promote overall well-being and you can practice mindfulness by meditating doing yoga or taking a few minutes each day to focus on your breath and observe your thoughts without any judgment i think a lot of people say i can't meditate meditation's bs like i i don't know if it's going to work for me give it a try let me tell you a story here because and it's a quick story when I first started meditating, I could not sit still. I could not keep my eyes closed. I could not keep focus. I kept opening my eyes, checking my phone, looking around. And this was only a five minute meditation. I could not do it. I could not stay still. But I said, this is something I want to continue practicing because I keep hearing it's so helpful and it really it's really beneficial for your mental health so I kept at it I kept at it I kept trying and I kept trying and then I realized oh five minutes went by fast that was pretty good so then I tried 10 minutes and I'm like oh okay that was good <laughs> that felt really good so then I said, all right, let me try 20 minutes. And now I do 30 minutes of meditation. I don't do it all the time. Uh, I usually do just because if I'm doing it throughout the day, I typically do about five to 10 minute, a five to 10 minute quick meditation. But sometimes at night, I'll do a 20 to 30 minute meditation. I could not have done that at the beginning. I couldn't have, like there was no way. I was so distracted and I just, was not used to staying still and being present, fully present and fully engaged in the moment. And it made me realize how distracted I was, how addicted I was to my phone, wanting to check notifications. So try it out. There are amazing apps out there. I've only used Headspace. I don't know about any other apps, but Headspace is pretty cool. I love it. There are different types of meditations on there and they start from, I think there are some that are like two minute, but usually I was starting at the five minute one. 
And they have like meditations for everything, like, well, obviously anxiety and stress, focus, um, meditation for self-love, for self-compassion, meditation when you're going through a breakup. I did that one. That one was really good. So lots of different courses that they have on there. And then they have meditation for nighttime. So definitely check it out. I highly recommend it. And yeah, you can also try doing yoga, like I said, or taking time each day to focus on your breathing. Now, make it relaxing too. Like you can grab your book, your coffee or your tea and go sit out on your porch or go to the park or the beach if you're near one. Go out there and be present. Try to put your phone away. Look at your journal of your writing. Look at your book. Listen to to what's out. Listen to the noise outside, whether that's the birds, the wind. Feel feel your your chair, you know, or trees or flowers if you're near some. Smell. What do you smell? Right. Like use all your senses and be fully engaged. My guest from last week, actually, Aline and I, we talked about the wonders of taking that time to be present with yourself and practicing mindfulness and how being present with yourself without all the noise of the outside world can really help us listen to what our hearts are saying. And when the volumes of everyone's opinions and beliefs and negative talk is so freaking loud, when we tune that down and stay present with ourselves, we, we, we connect with ourselves. We listen to ourselves. We listen to what our hearts are saying and we see what needs to, what needs to happen, what needs to change. So friend, these are five self-care tips. I know I mentioned six, my bad. We only have five. Um, But that is, again, feeding your mind with positivity. What are you listening to? What are you watching? What do you, what do you, who are you surrounding yourself with? Second is setting clear boundaries and sticking to them. Third is taking action towards your future self despite your past despite your past mistakes. Fourth is grabbing a self-help book and taking a few action tips from the book and putting it, putting it into action in your life. And the fifth one is practicing mindfulness, whether that's meditation, yoga, journaling outside, whatever it is, whatever works for you, try it out. All right, friend, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Again, if you learned from this episode if this helped you in any way share it with a girlfriend and if you wouldn't mind please leave a review it would mean the world to me thank you so much friend until next time